Today, what I want to talk about is uh, sometimes, if you notice this, sometimes things get worse before they get better. Sometimes things get worse before they get better. And this is a hard one for us to learn. Because when you, when you set out to make something better in your life, what you want is you want immediate results. You know, I want to get better right now. And it doesn't make sense because you say, Boy, I put effort into this. It seems like things ought to be better. But oftentimes, we know this, things get worse before they get better. Now, better in my simple world right now, I have a very simple little life. Better in my world is just Charlie sleeping through the night. That's better. That's a better universe. I have a very simple goals in life. Just, just sleep through the night. And how many know when you stop getting sleep, really nothing else matters? Like your, your car doesn't matter. Your, it's just like, I would just like to sleep. And uh, so someone says, you know, you have to let her cry. So it's going to get what? Worse before it gets. But how many know it's tough? It's tough to just sit there and there's this little life just wailing away. And I know she looks cute here on Sunday, but that's not how she looks at two in the morning. She does not look that way. Man, that kid can cry and cry. And she takes her legs up in the crib and just slams them down. Do your kids do that? Just slams them down. And slams them down. It doesn't matter what they hit, or and then she starts flailing around. And I'm like, I know that, you know, she's got a little blankie in there, like that she likes to cuddle with. But then I think it's getting wrapped around her neck. And and is anybody with me? And you think I got to intervene? We can't let this go. Things have to get worse before they can get what? So we woke up this morning, and she slept all the way through the night. And we both pinched ourselves and said, Is is it happening? Who's ever tried to get in shape? All right, are you with me? It's got to get what? It's got to get worse. Let's say it. It's got to get. Oh, you're not even. You're not even into this message today. And Anna teed it up for you. But it's got to get what? It's worse. It has to. You don't go to the gym and work out and go. Oh God, did that feel good? You're just dying. You're just, is anybody just, you're just dying? You're like, no, this isn't good. I think I'm having a heart attack. I should just go check myself in right now and do that. But it's not, even, it's not better the next morning. How many know the next morning's worse? If you add some weights, how many know that the second morning is even worse? All the lactic acids built up in there. Sometimes things have to get worse. Jesus, of course taught so many wise things and perhaps in some ways a pinnacle of his, of his wisdom is John 12:24 when he says um, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies it remains only a single seed but everybody say but if it dies it produces what Sometimes things have to get worse before they get better. This is just true. I don't want to go into the ground. I don't want to die. I don't want this to. I don't want to lose. I don't want to go backwards. But sometimes things get worse before they get better. And this is sort of a, a pattern that that Jesus explained and Paul others taught. Many different ways. 
In Romans chapter 8, Paul taught it this way. You know, he's like, it's like creation itself is groaning. This is the after the workout. How many, who, who's, ever had, who's ever found this out? That you're groaning, but you didn't know it. Like a friend or a spouse told you, you know, you're groaning a lot. Oh, come on, I got time. Gotta, Honey, you're groaning so much. It's, well, it's like bending over. I just, it just comes out, right? It's like... How many are like me, like you're getting a little older in life, like your shoes are just a long ways away. Just, that's just a long distance. It's a, you groan, and you're like, oh, and they're like, you're groaning, stop groaning so much. But you groan because what? It hurts, like this is not comfortable. So you're groaning. You go to work out, you groan. You get up the next morning, you groan. It's, so Paul uses this metaphor, he goes like, all, it's like all, the whole thing is groaning. But here's the important part. It's groaning, but it's going somewhere. It's going somewhere good. In this, in this, if you you gotta devour Romans eight, you just gotta read it and devour it and read it again and again. But he uses the he uses the metaphor of of of, of a giving birth. And and if there's ever an example of it has to get worse before it gets better, it's giving birth. It's got, honey. It's gonna get a little bit worse here for a minute. It's gonna get worse, and then it, oh man, is it gonna get better? Man, is it gonna get better? You can't tie in the next week or the next month or the next day after you say your prayer. This is the thing that people always come to me and say, oh, but I say this prayer. And like, I mean, I, it, it can happen. It does happen. But to think that you're just going to say a prayer or do a thing and then all of a sudden everything's going to turn around, it's, it's probably not realistic. It's probably just not how the whole universe works. Things oftentimes, they get worse before they get better. And this is not just in your life individually. This is globally. This is how the whole system is set up. Um, I don't know if you've thought about this, but when you look at history, before I do, let me see, this, is, this is you. All right? You're like Charlie with no hair. Just kidding happy or this is now this is what you think about this is your concern and we start off and we think mostly about me how am I doing how am I feeling but when we mature we start to think about more than us we start to think about other people right so this would represent other people and usually it's the people closest to us, it's the people like us, it's the people with skin the same color as ours, or the people in our neighborhood, or the people of our same religion. It's just easier for us to like those kinds of people. Just because they feel safer to us, we understand them more. But the more we mature, the more we realize we can love people who don't look like us, we can love people who think differently than us, and, and our circle of love grows. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The other thing that happens as we mature, we'll, we'll say this is the past, right? Uh, I should probably write better. And this is the future. But you can start to see longer spans of time. 
When you're young, you can only see yourself. What I want, what I need, what I feel, me, me, me. And then you start to think about we, you start to think about others. But the other thing is, you start, as you mature, you, you can take more in. So while I was, you know, I've been enjoying reading about infants just because of Charlie. So I just enjoy reading about how they develop, how they learn, how they take things in. And one of the things that I learned is, you know, they don't have a concept of time. It, everything is here. So if you say to them, I'll be back in a half hour, basically what you said is, I'm abandoning you forever. <laughs> it's what you've told them. And, it's, and what they said is that, you know, it's true. Like, if you walk out of the room, I've watched this. Like, um, you know, Vicky had some friends over yesterday, and, and one of the friends was holding Charlie. I walk out of the room, and she just starts to cry. Because she just, I just said to her, I'm leaving you forever. They don't have a concept of time. Now, as we grow, we, we, we get some concept. Like, oh, he just went to the kitchen. It's coming back. It's just going to be a second. As you get a little older, you can think even more mature things. If you're a halfway mature adult, you can think about discipline. You can think about, you know what, if I don't get this now and I save this money, I can get this later. You may know this concept, like delayed gratification. Please tell me you've heard of this. Please. God. Like, I don't get this now. I can get this later. I can sacrifice at this age, and then I can get this at this age. And we have that concept. And because we have that concept, we oftentimes do it. We don't always do it, but sometimes we do. We make sacrifices now, then we can have rewards later. And we start to understand this. But when we get really mature, and I'd say, you know, we're in a work in progress there, we can look beyond our own lifetime. We can look generationally and say, you know, I don't have to think about just getting my thing right here right now and so you can look further at the what I'll call the sweep of history so just for a second history seems to go like this It's not smooth. Oftentimes when I do funerals, I explain to people that, gr- that grief, I-, I use this example probably almost every funeral because it-, it seems like the one that people come back to me and they say, that helped me the most. And so I explain to them, grief, uh, grief is like, they're like waves. And people talk about steps of grief, which I, I-, I believe in that, but the problem with a step is that you leave one step and you go to the next. And it feels like once I've left that step, I'm never going back to the other one. And the reality is, when you're grieving, you, you, you sort of come out of something and then you regress, you go back. But you come back again. Um, this would also be like the stock market. The people will tell you, you know, don't panic when it goes down because it's going to what? Right? Emotionally immature people, what, what do they do? You ever seen the King of Queens episode when they invest in the stock market? Very good episode, right? When they get down here, you feel cruddy, you feel terrible. Oh my word, I'm losing all this money, right? Sell, sell, sell. What do you want to do right here? Buy. Hello? You want to put money in. You want to believe here. 
Up here you want to fear. But what is, what is the immature people? This is when all the immature people go, oh, my word. Anyway, good episode. You should see that. Uh, I'll leave that. But 1920. 1920. Does anybody know what happened in 1920? In 1920, humanity in America... Humanity in America said, ladies, it's okay for you to speak. It took humanity that long? Is anybody with me? I mean, does does this shock you? Whatever 1920 was, it was like, wow. But we just weren't there. I'm going somewhere. Hang in there. World War Two. Boom. What kind of? Are you with me? Slaughtering and stupidity and one race is better than another. And but this is how. I could give a, you know, you could just do a million examples throughout history. This is just how it works. It would be, wouldn't it be great if it was just, if, if the stock market was like this, if things, if working out was like, but this is how it is. Then all of a sudden you get into working out, you're in the gym, and all of a sudden you pull a hamstring. No, this is right. Like, no, no, I was doing everything right, and I actually, I pulled a hamstring. Now you're like, I'm out for three weeks. Is anybody with me? Like, oh, groan, everybody groan. Oh, God. I just got in shape. I did all that work. I pulled a hammy. Uh, For those of you who aren't familiar, that's not a ham sandwich. That's not an extra, that's not that. Some of you need a little help. Adults can see more, and wise people can see the whole spectrum. Why does this matter? Because things sometimes get worse before they get better. It's just, it's, it's true in our life and it's true in society. And if we care about society, and I think as followers of Christ, we absolutely should. Maybe I'll repeat. As followers of Christ, if that's what you consider yourself, or you're in the market, as followers of Christ, we absolutely should care about society way too much uh, I shouldn't get off on a tangent but maybe a minute wouldn't hurt way too much of what is propagated as Christianity is people telling you how you can have your individual life better nothing wrong with having a better life all for it 100% for it but clearly the stuff that came from Jesus was we got to care about other people we have to care about other did you read any of it? Some of you were like, he said that? I thought he said, get yours and get it now. And he's, you know, he's talked about serving others, caring for others, 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 others. So if we are in the business of following, we would have to care about society. Ready? We'd have to care about other societies. 
Oh, Chris, you lost me there, bro. You lost me. Honey, get on your phone, look for a church. We have to care about other societies? You mean I should care if people... Let's say this is a little border. Who makes borders? God? (laughs) Who makes borders? People. You stay over there, we over here. If I step over this border, should I care about these people? A or B? Yes or no? Should I care? Ready? If I'm a follower of Jesus, should I care as much about the people over here as I do about the people over here? You didn't want me to ask it that way. A little bit less, though. This is, this is the call. This is... So when I mature, I can think beyond borders. When I'm immature, I can't. When you're mature, you can't think beyond your own neighborhood. You know, the other day we had a gathering of guys, a bunch of guys from Flint. We grew up together, and it's all the buddies. I, I, every year we look forward to it. My brother comes in town. My friends come in town from all over. We all get together. We laugh. We laugh. We, do, we cause trouble. We run around. No, we just, but we laugh a lot. And, we get together, and then oh, this kid shows up that wasn't in our neighborhood. I'm like, whoa, well, this is a neighborhood gathering. Who's this cat, you know? In fact, he was a kid that we played against that we didn't like. And somebody in the last 30 years started liking him. And they didn't tell me. And I show up to the barbecue, and there's this kid. I hate you. That's all I can remember. I hate you. Because I remember from, what, 30 years ago. And now we like you? Who invited him? This is what I wanted to say. Are you with me? As we mature, our, our borders, they, they start to dissolve. That's what Jesus was doing. He was always dissolving the borders. He was always outside the line. What we think is me, me, me. As we mature, we think we, we, we. And then we can think beyond our own time, beyond what I'm going to get right here and right now. This takes excessive amounts of maturity. You ever try to tell your teenager to unload the dishwasher? You ever try to tell them? They can't get that. Now, a teenager can sort of conceptually get loading the dishwasher with their dishes. They can kind of get that. Okay, this is my dish. But then if it's clean and it's full, I'm not going to load mine because what? I'm going to leave it on the counter because it's, that's somebody else's. And I'm thinking to myself, whose stuff is that? And it, no, but I'm not, I'm not, that's for the whole team. I'm not doing that for the whole team. Is anybody with me? You don't have these kind of problems? Okay, uh, we'll talk over here. So when they mature, they get, it, do, it doesn't matter. It, it, one, two, three, it, what? Uh, do, do you guys all keep track? Does everybody only do their fork? I mark it with tape, so I'm only taking that one out when it's dry. You have to get to a, don't you have to get to a point where you just go, it doesn't matter. We'll all just what? 
No, some of you are very religious. You keep track. No, that's not my responsibility. It's not my fork. Holy, miserable you. Right? Is this true? Aren't you miserable? You got to keep track. You got to keep track. That's not my fork. That's not... I mean, when the, when the teenagers do load it, what do they talk about? Well, that, those were his. Those were his. But when we mature, we just go past it. We just, like, just got to get it done. Now, things get worse, and then they get better. And so what we can realize is, when we go through these really painful points in history, they're going to get better. And, and I want to tell you this for a reason. You fundamentally become a pessimist or an optimist. You fundamentally believe stuff. And there are religious people and there are Christian people that are absolute pessimists. And there are secular people that are absolute optimists and vice versa. It's not, you just fundamentally become, this is going somewhere good. Or this is going somewhere, what? Guess what I believe? It's going somewhere good. There's going to be all kinds of setbacks. And in your individual life, there's going to be these unbelievable setbacks. And it doesn't seem like it. Do you remember when the children of Israel, they got this new guy that shows up. His name's Moses. They're like, who's the new kid? They're like, well, actually, he's kind of from our family, but, you know, he ran away for a while. And then he comes in to say, hey, I had this vision, and there's this being. And they go, well, what's the being's name? And they go, well, he calls himself I am that I am. Um, and they're like, well, sure he does. Uh, and then Moses goes, but, but he, I am that I am wants to take you somewhere good. And they're like, well, we're, we're not anywhere good now, so uh, let's go. And then Moses gets this whole thing going, you know, Exodus 5. Um, he goes to speak to Pharaoh, hey, we're going to take the people off for a long weekend. It's actually how it starts off. It's kind of an interesting negotiation. We just want to go away for a long weekend. Um, now, if you're a Pharaoh, you know, just cranking it out on slave labor, it's tough to give up a long working weekend. Not so productive and... Moses goes at it with Pharaoh. Pharaoh says, what's up with these slaves? Slaves don't ask for long weekends. What the heck? And Pharaoh goes, no. In fact, the fact that you got time to think about long weekends, here's what, here, you're going to make bricks without the... Oh, you guys got to do a little reading now. Straw. Bricks without straw. Same quota. Now we're not providing the straw. Well, what was the reaction of all the Israelites to the new guy Moses with the great idea? Anybody ever come along and have a great idea? Oh, this is good. And he says, um... No, Moses, they turn on Moses. Moses goes back, turns on God. You know, what are you doing? What did you get me into this for? These people are turning. And because the reason is things have to get worse 
before they get better. This is not popular message. We just want to go, it gets better, then it gets better. Well, you get this, and then it gets better. Yeah. A while back, I had this just gorgeous, little, stunning, cute cottage on Walled Lake. A couple small problems with it. And I just thought, we'll just you know, spruce it up a bit. My wife says, no, let's not spruce it up a bit. Let's demolish it. <laughs> so I just thought, well, you could add a few things. I brought a guy over, was a structural guy, and he said, could could you just, couldn't we just put another story on this bad boy, you know? And, and he walked in the basement. It was a, a, a two-minute meeting. He walked in the basement. No. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming over, sir. Some things have to get worse before they get, what? Man, was it worse. Oof, God. In your life, if you always say no to worse, if you refuse to be the seed that goes into the ground, you might never experience better. Death, divorce, disease, disaster, worse and then better. This was the understanding that Jesus had, as he's tried to teach people, this is how life works. And when you get to the really low, this dramatic one, this is 2008. For a lot of people, you know what I mean? Or whatever your 2008 year was, emotionally. You know, this is the really, this is... And then what happens here? As this increases... We start listening to people more and more. The negative people, they come out, and boy, do we listen to them. You know, we just like suck, we just suck up to it. And as it happens, it just gets worse. And you got to just say, you just got to say, ready? It's okay. It's okay. Last little story before we wrap up. Um, Charlie does not like the car seat, turns out. It's very comfortably built for a child of her age. She doesn't see it that way. And uh, you put her in there, it's an absolute wrestling match. And I mean, these things are supposed to be safe, but I swear I've hurt her many times putting her in it. I don't know how safe they are, but I know I've abused her getting her in there. She literally can do it. What, what do you call it? Whoever's a gymnast, just tell me what this is. It's one of these. And she can just throw her back like this. This is her head at the top and her feet at the bottom. And the only way to do it is just a... No, I don't do that, but you just... <laughs> How, but how do you do it? Exactly. I mean, this gitchy, gitchy. Isn't this fun? All right. And then when it's... Okay. It's getting somewhere. All right. Then when it come, when you get her out, she can tell when you're about ready to get out. She's just, ah, ah, and she starts going like this. And she wants to... She grabs you. And they have these straps right here. Right? And I go, no, it's not. I'm going to grab you. I'm going like, to do that, but I got to do this first. She's not into the this first. This is taking way... Is anybody with me? This is taking way too long for her. I guess it's going to take a second. And you get one strap off, and she whips it around. And... Um, no, we just go, okay, get you, get you. What do you say? Get you, get you. 
it has to get what? It's got to get worse. She can't, she can't get that. I just got to chill for one, 1,001. That's all it would take. Can't do it. And this is us. This is us. We just clutch and grab. I got to have it right now. And someone's going, I know I'm trying to get God. I'm trying to get you. I'm trying to get you somewhere good. Just put them down. No! I want out what? I want out right now. I want my prayer answered right now. I want my thing right now. I want it right exactly now. Just hold on. You know what it takes to get out of a car seat? You got to relax. You know what it takes to get out of whatever you're in? You got to relax. The word faith and the word relax in today's modern language are almost the same thing. People think faith is I got to get myself all worked up. Just relax. It's okay. It's going somewhere good. Hang in there. There's going to be some groaning, no doubt about that, but it's going somewhere good. It's okay. Life's not easy, but it's okay. If the seed goes into the ground, it produces so much more. Do you think you could even begin to understand how much more there is for your life and from your life? No. All the disciples, they're not buying into the die program. Peter's fighting Jesus on it. That's just how it goes. It's the great story of the Christian faith. Death, resurrection. Death, resurrection. We just want to skip to Easter. Death, resurrection. Death, resurrection. Death, resurrection. What's going on when you're getting into shape? You're dying. You're, 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 isn't this true? Some of you are smart about these things. Aren't you literally tearing your muscles, they say? You're literally destroying your body so it can rebuild itself. I don't think Jesus taught, don't worry, because he was just like a, like a pop psychologist just trying to make people feel good. I think there was an underpinning understanding of how it all works. And as we get an underpinning understanding of how it all works, we just realize there's death and then there's resurrection. Oftentimes, things get worse before they get better. But they're so much better.